Welcome everybody to another episode of the Brown Bag APAC. Uh, tonight we'll be joined with Pravesh Khanna to discuss migrating ESXi workloads to Hyper-V. Uh, I'm your host, Brett Johnson, and we'll just go through a few quick notes before we get into the details. So if you want to see what V Brown Bag's up to, we've got a number of Twitter handles just at the top here with our primary one at V Brown Bag and going through to the other ones that we host for different content. And all our posts come uh, will be with hashtag V Brown Bag. Now we do have a number of different shows you can catch as the time frames are here. Uh, <clears throat> depending on your region and what suits you, you can hopefully always get a bit of good quality during your week. Yeah, so as I mentioned, I'm your host, Brett Johnson, and I can be followed on Twitter at BrettJohnson008. And I'll flick over to our presenter now, Pravesh, and if you would like to take it away. Thank you, Brett. Uh, lucky number eight in your Twitter handle. I love that. <laughs> um, let me just quickly bring up my presentation. Are you guys able to see my screen? No, it hasn't. There we go. That's come through. That's perfect. Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world where, while you're watching it. Uh, my name is Travesh Khanna. I am an, a technology enthusiast. I blog regularly on my website at it-ninja.com.au, or you can follow me on my Twitter handle, at PraveshK2012. Um, I have been presenting um, very recently on VBaronback sessions, mainly on the Microsoft uh, hypervisor side of things. Um, and you can follow them on my blog as well as on the brown bag. Today's topic, as Brett mentioned, is about migrating the workload from ESXi to Hyper-V. Before we actually even start the topic, one disclaimer out of the way. This session is in no way um, um, uh, demeaning or improving or uh, you know, um, thumb, giving thumbs up to get any particular technology. Both of these hypervisors, ASXIs and Hyper-V, in, in their own rights, are fantastic products. They both have their own strengths and, of course, shortcomings. Um, people from both sides of things would like to think they have um, the better technology, but in my opinion, both of these are very good products um, and they have their own um, uh, place to exist. This session here is just about uh, for people who want to explore Hyper-V and want to migrate um, their existing workload from ESXi to Hyper-V. So without much ado, let's jump right into it. As like my previous sessions, this particular session is targeted towards IT pros. The technologies that we will be using today are Windows Server 2012 R2, System Center Virtual Machine Manager 2012 R2, of course, Hyper-V, which is running on these uh, technologies, and no doubt VMware ESXi. Of course, as an IT pro, it is expe expected of you to know about Windows servers and VMware ESXi in general, so um, that is something to keep in mind. Um, let's quickly jump into it and present to you my home screen, which you should be able to see right now. Hopefully. Yeah, that's come through nicely. Okay, good stuff. So first of all, um, the technology that we're going to use, the tool set we're going to use for um, ESXi, and before I do that, I'll quickly uh, show to you my own environment, the one I have been using. So this is running on um, 
one single server. It's all a nested environment running uh, all running within, um, and I have nested virtual machine within one of the advantages of this particular um, operating system. Um, and the rest of the VMs are all hosted either within the Hyper-V or within um, ESXi. All, this is all managed by a dedicated vCenter server, which is running Windows 2012. Oh, sorry, Windows 2012 R2, um, which I'm not logged on to it at the moment, but I would have shown it too. Uh, Hyper-V server currently running just a couple of virtual machines. One is my domain controller, and one is um, a server which I call Windows Server, but it basically is my virtual machine manager as well as um, as my toolbox where I have installed all the tool sets to perform this activity. The first tool we have here is um, called Microsoft Virtual Machine Converter. Funny enough, if you go to the website, which I'll show to you right now, you can see the URL on the top. Funny enough, on the top of it, it says Microsoft Virtual Machine Converter 3.0. But if you download the actual tool, it is 3.1. It is the latest version. Um, and as you can see here, I'll just zoom a bit more into it so you can read properly. The, it supports these two functions, converting the virtual machines and disks from VMware host to Hyper-V and Windows Azure. So if you are running Windows Azure, or Azure as Americans like to call it, um, you can actually use this tool set to perform that task as well. At the same time, if you have a physical machine, a Windows server or ESX server, or not, not even ESX, just any Linux server if you want to run it uh, and convert it into a VM running on Hyper-V, you can do that as well at the same time. There are some small requirements. Obviously, it needs to be, uh, this particular tool set needs to be installed on Windows Server 2008 R2, Service Pack 1 or above, Windows 2012 or 2012 R2. Um, you need .NET Framework 3.5 and 4 if it's running on 2008 R2. Um, 2012 R2 already have these installed. Um, if you need Windows um, .NET Framework 4.5 if you're running it on 2012 or Windows 8. Of course, rest of it would automatically get installed as you install the toolset. Um, I have already downloaded these toolsets. What it gives you at the time of installation, and I'll quickly jump and show you what exactly you get. Along with the toolset, you get this whole descriptive document. It's called MVMC, Microsoft Virtual Machine Converter, commandlets.doc. It is also an additional download along with this toolset. Not only it gives you all the actual PowerShell commandlets that you can run with this tool, but it also has some of the um, examples built in. So if you want to script this whole thing by yourself, you can actually do that using these tool sets. And as I said, you have this whole thing available to you. So if you have uh, multiple VMs that you want to convert in a batch uh, fashion, you can do that. And as you can see, it is about four, nearly 40 pages long document. So it is pretty comprehensive. Um, I'll let you go at your own time, but there are lots and lots of features um, and, and options available to you to perform these tasks, either online or offline. I have already, as I mentioned, I have already installed it in my, um, in my uh, tools workstation. The, Best thing is, and I'll 
quickly go, go back to the home page where I had been playing. It gives you a quick, you know, once you start it up, obviously you need to start it up as an administrator. Um, it will give you a quick uh, overview of what it's going to do. It can convert Windows and Linux-based guest operating system into, um, um, into Hyper-V virtual machines. Obviously, you would require administrative access to both of these um, or root or administrative access to Windows or Linux virtual machines or, or the guest operating system that you're running. You'll get the option to convert an existing virtual machine or a physical machine. Obviously, if you are doing a physical machine that is only supported for Hyper-V and not for Azure or Azure, um, and there you get that option once you move forward. You'll have to provide the Hyper-V host that you're going to be running on. I'll just leave it with my existing account, which is um, having enough credential. So it will just go ahead, and where do you want to put it? It will ask you um, where exactly you want to save it. Now, in this environment, there you, you would have noticed that I'm, I'm not able to see any disks. The reason being that Hyper-V at the moment is running, uh, it has a locally attached disk. It doesn't have an, uh, a NAS or a SAN disk attached. Obviously, it's within my home lab, so there is no um, SAN available to me, but I could have done an iSCSI um, SAN and connected to this, and that would have become available. The options that you have available to convert uh, the disk or to convert the, the guest OS is either having a dynamic expanding or thin provision or thick provision in VMware world terminology. You can have a VHD or VHDX file. VHDX being a newer platform. Um, for now, I'll just leave it to C$. Let's see if it works. Yeah, it does. It will ask you about the source virtual machine, where it's running on. Um, and then, as it says, you need to connect to the, um, the vSATA server, the SX server, or um, if it's an older server, it, it, it will be SX. Otherwise, newer will be SXI. Obviously, you need to provide the credentials. Once you have done that, it will perform the, the connection to the actual version, uh, to the uh, existing virtual machine and convert it um, over to Hyper-V format and get it running. The only other two options that you need to um, specify is if you want the source machine to be turned off or you want the destination machine to be turned off. In other words, once the conversion finishes, what do you want to do with the machine? Do you want to keep the existing machine running and then turn it off and manually power on the destination machine at your own time? In my opinion, why would you do that? So the best way I would suggest you to do is, is organize an outage for an existing workload that has been running on ESXi or any other hypervisor, or if it's a physical machine in this case. Have an extended outage, convert the virtual machine and make sure it's turned off. Then you, uh, then you can turn it on at the destination side and then you perform your verification and tests. Once you're happy, it's done and dusted. Simple as that. The, uh, this was one of the easy options. Uh, and the easy, the reason being, you don't really require a vCenter server for this one. You can, as you said, because if it's a physical machine, why do you need to have a vCenter server? You can directly connect to an ESX server and convert the virtual machines running on it if you have a very small environment. However, if you have a bigger environment and you are using Virtual Machine Manager, System Center Virtual Machine Manager, which is the part of Microsoft System Center Suite, and the Microsoft 
uh, equivalent of vCenter server for Hyper-V management, you would be using, I'll cancel it for here and go back into my virtual machine manager. Now the way to do it, this one will provide you a lot more flexibility and options to perform, to conversion. However, before you do that, you need to get um, your ESXi host as well as vCenter server added to your virtual machine manager. Normally I would actually get them added in advance and demonstrate it to you, but on this occasion I actually purposely chose to uh, do this adding right now. And I'll tell you why I'm doing it right now. Let me add my vCenter server first. So it will ask me for my runners account. Now this is obviously my um, administrative account that is on my um, on my vCenter server. So I have already added that um, on here. Um, it will ask you for um, well, in this case, like it, it it remembers because I had been running it in the past. But what happens in in this in a normal scenario, what you would get is um, you would get your vCenter server here and it may or may not list uh, every other host available if it's not managed by this particular environment. What you need to do is actually get, select all your host and then go ahead and add them to the location that you, so in my case I have these all these host groups that I have created and I have a dedicated one for ESX servers. I'll just add them in that location, wait for it to finish. It's doing that. And by the way, people who have are very keen to look into these previous logs, the reason being these um, previous refresh performance have been failing is because these hosts have been turned off. There were other VMs that I've deleted, and hence you can't see them anymore. Um, and some people would notice that there is a host status of OK Limited sitting here. The reason being, once you have added a host within VMM, you have to do a small task you have to go back into the properties of the, the ESX host, go back into the management tab, and what you need to do is actually retrieve this the, um, the certificate thumbprint and actually click on OK to basically what you're saying is, yes, I've added my vCenter server, but I need to check each and every host and make sure that I know it before I add it into my VMM. Once you have done that, you can pretty much manage uh, most of the settings or like provisioning your virtual machines, migrating them, moving them around and things like that via your virtual machine manager. And what it does is behind the scene it actually talks to the vCenter server and performs those tasks for you, but you don't have to switch between the two environments. Makes a life a bit easier. Now, let me see if this, what I'm about to see is, um, will it work or not? Uh, and I, as I expected, no, it, it didn't. And the reason being, the let it finish and it will take some time. Okay, for people may have noticed, it is still sitting at OK Limited. And the reason being that I haven't finished the configuration of my um, uh, my vCenter server. So the the single sign-on administrative account that I had been using that doesn't have every right. On the on the host itself. So what I need to do is just add the ESX local admin account. I just use that and perform the same task. And now it will, as you probably see now, uh, it will come and complete within 20 seconds. And 
and as you can see associate the host is completed refresh host is done boom and funny enough the host status is okay and if you go back into your VMs and services you'll see all those VMs that had been running before this if you come back here they will see nothing so technically I can go back to all hosts and see my Hyper-V as well as ESX environment side by side now to the next point which is converting my um, my VM now this particular machine my management VM 001 has been running on my ESXi host I can um, use the VM and services um, option um, task pane in my virtual machine manager and actually perform this conversion so that that particular option is actually normally hidden from you so it is if you drop down under the create virtual machine you'll get the option to convert the virtual machine obviously in my environment being a small one I only have one of each um, for vCenter servers and it will show you all these um, all these machines that have been um, available for conversion now people who may have noticed that my VM um, the management VM is not available here the reason being it's not it's powered on so what I'll do is actually all these other Hyper-V machines that I have been using they are just uh, templates of my current Hyper-V host nothing special so what I can do is get them converted here but that won't give me any purpose so what I quickly go back and do is um, under my management VM and turn it off just perform a shutdown on it it's performing that task should take no more than a few seconds and then if I go back and convert try to convert this virtual machine that one will finish uh, and there you go it's done so if I go back in my home convert and you'll see now this one is available in the list there you go so that is one of the requirements hence I chose to demonstrate this whole task to you rather than just doing again and uh, doing it behind the scene the options you get you because you are converting the virtual machine you get the option to upgrade or downgrade the number of CPUs in memory and things like that um, I'll just leave everything as the same um, you can choose the host now some of them may not work and the reason being you can as you can see in the previous one there is no available VM network and obviously there are no um, the disk location is on IDE it does not allow the boot from system volume because it is a, um, a generation 2 virtual machine so it would not allow you to boot from an IDE bus you have to use uh, a SCSI one and hence the reason in this case but the won't, won't let me uh, and it's on sitting on itself so the idea being that this particular method would actually give you more flexibility because now you can actually um, once you have gone through this task it will give you the snippets of PowerShells and using the virtual machine manager you can actually piggyback uh, not only move within your uh, private cloud environment which can be uh, you know run on top of your um, virtual machine and um, orchestrated environment but you can if you have your Azure subscription added on the top here oops, let me just cancel this one quickly if you have your Azure subscription which I don't have here oh, sorry 
my bad. Um, and you can just quickly add using your subscription ID and the certificates that you can obtain from your um, Azure subscription. You can actually use your virtual machine manager to, to move your virtual machine from your on-premises to Azure. Mind you, you can do the same thing with your virtual machine converter, but that would be a complete migration. Whereas this one would be move in at your own time, or you can choose to move between your on-premises and within the cloud. So you can move things around if you really need to. So that was a quick, quick demonstration between the um, between the two conversion um, methods that I had. Um, with because of the the time constraints, wasn't able to demonstrate the whole thing to you because it will take a while depending on the size of the virtual machine. This VM is about 60 gig in size, so uh, running in my home lab, it will probably take about 40 minutes an hour, roughly, uh, from my past examples. So there's probably no point is just uh, clicking next and going through that thing where it just can, does the conversion part, sits there, and all it does is it'll give you the option to turn off the host, um, to the mark. So you can even mark the VMs as no, we don't need it. So put a deleted do not power on kind of um, tag onto the VM at ESXi host and then turn it on on VM, VMM, and that would be it. Once you have your networks ma mapped. Your VM would be um, you'd be available on Hyper-V, and that's how you do your conversions quickly uh, and easily. So does that also allow conversions back in the other way as well, from Hyper-V to ESXi, or is it just a one-way task for this? Okay, obviously being a Microsoft product, they would not allow the go other way around. Um, so, and the other bigger reason being VM, uh, VMware have already got a very robust uh, VMware converter tool that actually performs this task. Um, and obviously, um, because you can, if you can add your, like I have done before, adding my um, vCenter servers and host onto VMM, I can perform that move between them, but you can't do conversions as such. Not from, not from VMM side of it, no. Uh, excellent. All right. Um, thank you very much for the presentation, Pravesh. Thank you very much, Brett. No worries, and thank you everyone for watching today's episode of vBrown Bag APAC. Uh, we'll be back uh, probably within the next two weeks with a another episode. I'm not too sure what our next topic will be, but we'll see what we come up with. So thank you, thank you once again for watching. And if you want to see what any of us from V Brown Bag are up to, just search Twitter for the hashtag V Brown Bag. All right, thank you very much.